When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Here comes a lightning bolt. Charger fans are witnesses to history. This is the Lightning Round Podcast with your hosts, Garrett Sisti and Jamie Hoyle. Go Chargers, go. Hey, hey, welcome. After Hours, live now. Chargers, officially one and oh, beating the division rival Raiders to a close one, which, Jamie, I know you don't like it very much. No, those close games are killers, man. <laughs> I need a blowout. And it looked like they were gonna be a, it was going to be a blowout early on, but uh, that was not the case late in that game. But Chargers win it. They sealed it. Uh, defense really stepped up at the end there and the chargers didn't have their CB one, no JC Jackson. And then, uh, no wide receiver one for almost three entire quarters, no Keenan Allen, and they still got the job done. Defense steps up in a big way. Chargers one to know. Yeah. Mostly a pretty well-played game. I think there was some, you know, coaching issues there at the end with maybe getting a little too cute, trying to run the clock out at the start of the fourth quarter and not going for the jugular after a couple turnovers with good field position. But overall we saw the defense step up and I think they recorded four or five sacks by the end of the game. Five, five yep. recorded the uh, three turnovers uh, really were in Carr's face all day long, um, forcing him to hold the ball, forcing him to step up and move around the pocket more than he probably wanted to uh, look like he was really looking to dump the ball off quite a bit there in in the second half of the game where he was kind of rattled and and wanted to get rid of the ball. So got a lot of pressure on him. Uh, Khalil Mack had an amazing game. Oh my God. Absolutely amazing game. Uh, Morgan Fox had a big sack. Uh, I mentioned the turnovers, you know, one from um, one from Callahan, one from Asante Samuel, one Mm -hmm. from Tranquil. I believe they strip sacked Carr twice in that, in the fourth quarter, Mm -hmm. Uh, both recovered by the Raiders, but yep. Defense getting their hands on a lot of football, stopping the run, coming up with big plays and coverage when they needed them. Uh, I think this is kind of the way Brandon Staley wants to play the game. You know, this is kind of what he envisioned when he put this roster together is being able to make plays on the back end, being able to pressure the quarterback, not having to score, you know, 30 plus points to win a game in the division, but being able to win a defensive battle. And they did it. 
Yeah, the the thing that really surprised me and the thing that I, I absolutely loved from this win, not just the whole win in general, but uh, we're so used to Justin Herbert being just a superhero and being able to do anything anytime he wanted. And he did for two and a half quarters or so. Um, but then late in that third quarter, it was three three and outs. Uh, they had a seven-play drive that ended in a missed field goal. So it wasn't this offense where the defense would kind of bend but don't break, but then you just count on Herbert to come back and win you that game almost every time. But this time, they flipped the script a little bit, and it's exactly what Staley's wanted forever, and he's got that defense that can lock down a game and win a game for you, even when Herbert isn't at his best, which he wasn't towards the end of that game. Uh, the five sacks, three interceptions, there were three forced fumbles because there was also that one on Hunter Renfro. Uh, you know, it was, it was recovered again by Renfro. But to get those turnovers, um, to make those big stops at the end, uh, the big, uh, the whole thing about, and somebody said it early on, and <laughs> I was going to, uh, I was going to put, here we go. Sean said it first. The thing about Khalil Mack being washed is absolute nonsense. Three sacks today uh, at the end of the game. Uh, single-handedly, you could see that he improved the run game. Uh, improved, he was the best pass rusher, and that's saying something with a guy like Joey Bosa on the other side, and uh, had the biggest impact on this game. So this whole Khalil Mack being washed business, which is you know from Bears and Raiders fans, um, absolute bullshit. Uh, on a Sunday night, the first Gus um, and uh, Khalil Mack doing his best job to help seal that game. So he was an absolute monster and probably the player of the game. Yeah. And he did that against the Raiders best offensive tackle Colton Miller, and Colton Miller, their mm -hmm. one competent offensive lineman. And he did that to Colton Miller. I mean, he was Mack just looked like a Superman out there. I mean, he was throwing Miller out of his way, discarding him like, you know, a, dirty laundry, just tossing him out of his way every time he needed to get to the quarterback in the backfield against the run. Uh, just amazing. Amazing. Yeah. He was really, really good. And, you know, I know he's been banged up the last couple years, but he said before the game that he feels better than he has to start a season in a long time. Mm -hmm. And I think we saw that on the field today. Yeah, he was incredible uh, to, and we're, uh, we got a lot obviously to get to and unpack here on this game, but Two guys that I want to mention up top that kind of flew under the radar a little bit throughout this game. One was Rashawn Slater. And uh, I, I see the comments are now talking about him too, which is great. We saw absolutely nothing from Chandler Jones today. We forgot he was even on the field. We saw Max Crosby make some plays. Trey Pipkins was having, really had his hands full today, uh, got beat a lot, and uh, there was a lot of pressure on Herbert today. Uh, Pipkins uh, did not win that battle today. But Rashawn Slater absolutely negated Chandler, Chandler Jones, who made from what I can remember, two uh, shoestring tackles, one of which it felt like Joshua Kelly f was falling like a cartoon fall for like <laughs> seven, eight yards forward uh, for the first down. But uh, no pressure on the quarterback was a non-factor throughout most of that game today. And that is one of the NFL's best pass rushers going against clearly one of the best left tackles in the NFL. So Rashawn Slater, uh, not somebody people have talked about on Twitter. Uh, somebody wanted to come in here and uh, give a big, uh, big ups to early on. And then also Bryce Callahan. Uh, uh, the, people started mentioning him late in the game, but Hunter Renfro was a non-factor until the end of that game. And towards the end of that game, they were kind of switching coverages and Bryce Callahan was kind of covering the outside rather than the slot, you know, on that fourth down catchers, Nasir Adderley in coverage, um, on a big first down, it was Michael Davis in coverage. We saw, I think Derwin again with another catch Derwin was in coverage. So Bryce Callahan got the interception, uh, jumped right in front of that pass, which was a bad pass by Carr, but a great read by Callahan to jump in front of it and make that interception. But locked Hunter Renfro, who was an absolute non-factor today, um, except towards the end of that game when they needed some completions. But uh, Bryce Callahan, Rashawn Slater, two kind of unsung her heroes today. Just wanted to give some credit early on here. Yeah, no, I agree. Callahan was really good. I mean, Oh, my God. Renfro ate them alive in the season finale last year. Uh, just seemed like he chewed up and spit out the Chargers' corners, running running some really good routes uh, at the at the end of the year last year. And today, he just wasn't he, like you said; he wasn't a factor. He was pretty much invisible outside of maybe two first down catches. 
Uh, and he did draw a big penalty on Michael Davis in the, in the end zone on that two point conversion attempt. But mm-hmm. other than that, man, Callahan was all over the place. Got, uh, got his pick shutting down the slot, just basically taking that out, away as an option. Really encouraging to see that. Very cool. Oh yeah. Oh, it was, it was awesome. And what about that jump, Jamie, from a uh, Chris Harris jr. To a Bryce Callahan. How about that? Huh? Jump is underselling it. <laughs> Cosmic leap. <laughs> <laughs> Cosmic leap is a better way to put it. Yeah. From like oh my God. a corpse to a borderline star slot corner. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big leap. Yeah. Oh my God. Huge. Um, and then, uh, yeah. It, what, what, uh, what else did you want to kind of hit on today? Uh, there were a couple plays that I wanted to hit on. So one was, I believe it was the last touchdown pass. Was it the last touchdown pass? No, it was the one right before the half. The one where Herbert hit um, uh, DeAndre Carter up uh-huh. the seam against mm-hmm. the cover two. Yep. And it's a play that he wasn't making last year, that Herbert wasn't making last year. And I think it shows that he's starting to get more comfortable against those cover two looks, and he's starting to get more comfortable driving the ball into the gap, into the void between the two safeties because – that's a throw he probably would have held on to and patted the ball and thrown late. We saw him throw it late against the Texans last year uh, where he, he threw it late in the end zone to Joshua Palmer and gave up a pick. And today, ball's out early. It's on time. It's right on the money. Splits two defenders perfectly for the touchdown going into halftime. That's a big play for Herbert because it's just a play that he hasn't made a whole lot in the last couple of years. So to see him take that step against the cover two shell and be willing to cut that ball loose, I think is really encouraging because it might start to discourage some of those cover two shells and it might open things up uh, for the offense. So good to see Herbert taking that step. And then um, I had another play I was going to talk about. Um, Oh, the pick by Asane Samuel, I thought was a huge, a huge INT. they're, they're, They're confused at the line of scrimmage. Uh, Callahan gets beat off the line by Devonte Adams because he's trying to get Asante Samuel Jr. into position. Uh, I mean, Devonte Adams is what five or ten yards past Callahan at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and thankfully Carr has a rag arm and he tried to punt the ball instead of throwing the ball, <laughs> and it hangs up there for like seven seconds. But mm-hmm. Samuel has the 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 wherewithal to come off his man get his head around and play the football and high point it and make a great play on the ball. I mean, that's a huge moment because if Carr connects on that, it's a totally different game. Oh yeah. So nice, just a really good showing of awareness by Samuel and some really good ball skills by Samuel too, to be able to make that play and flip the field for the chargers. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, Asante Samuel jr. Because early in that game, he was getting chewed up by Devonte Adams. And I, if I don't know if it was a confidence issue, kind of getting the groove again in, uh, you know, actual NFL action, but it seemed like in the run game, Asante Samuel was kind of missing some tackles. I mean, he got absolutely turned around by Devonte Adams, which we all saw on the replay on that big, like 40 yard catch and run. But once it, there was a uh, PBU late in that second quarter or something. Uh, it was a second down pass where he got in front of Devontae Adams. And then after that, it seemed like the confidence actually like skyrocketed from there. He, The fact that he was able to, in that pass that you're talking about, break off his own coverage to go and chase down that ball with Bryce Callahan in coverage was a great read. And uh, you could just tell that the confidence from early on in that game where him and Michael Davis were really kind of going back and forth where they were giving up catch after catch to Devontae Adams, and he had a huge game today. But the fact that he was able to rebound after getting that uh, pass breakup and then go and get that interception, and then, you know, he had tight coverage throughout that entire game towards the end of that game. So it was a big bounce-back performance from uh, Zont and having that kind of rebound from where he kind of was getting chewed up early on to then come back and get a turnover and then lock down late was a big big confidence boost for him i'm sure going into next week and beyond yeah and you know he didn't finish the season that well he was battling covid had the concussion kind of struggled late in the year last year so to see him step up in the second half and make some plays and and help contribute to a win i think was really big it's got to be big for a second year guy who missed some time last year and struggled to come up with a pick like that still not sure on the spot on that play though how you spot that ball to two he 
he didn't come he didn't come down at the two. He might have caught the ball at the two, but his momentum and his feet didn't come down until he was on the goal line. So to spot that ball on the two, that was kind of a shady spot in my opinion. I, I didn't really get that. It seemed like that ball should have been on the twenty to me. And a bad uh, rule, I'm missing by the way. something in the rules. Yeah, it's a bad rule regardless. The fact that they yeah, they got it at the two was a bad. I hate that. I hate that call cuz he he ran into the end zone and then had the wherewithal to just take a knee knowing that he could take it at the 20 and not even try to return it. But man, the fact that they gave him that two on that kind of like toe drag as he's catching it, uh, that's a that's a bad spot. I didn't like that spot either. Yeah, that was a rough one. So, um a lot of questions about Joe Lombardi. Uh, the offense kind of stalled toward, well, it didn't kind of, the offense stalled late in that game. Uh, again, they went three, three and outs and, uh, missed field goal on the last four drives to end that game. How are you feeling about the game plan and about Joe Lombardi? Cause there's a lot of questions about it. How are you feeling? Uh, mixed feelings. So in my opinion, if you're going to win in the NFL, especially if you're going to be a playoff team and hopefully a Super Bowl team, I think you have to be able to close games out on the ground. And I think you have to have that mentality that you can do that. Now, when I say close games out on the ground, I'm not saying that I think you should be running the ball every down or two out of three downs starting, mm -hmm. you know, at the 15 minute mark of the fourth quarter. I think the last five or six minutes, you should be able to run the clock out and bleed the clock and move the ball on the ground. You have to be physical. You have to be able to do that. So to some extent, I understand them trying to establish the run, trying to establish an identity as a closer, as a, as a, a team that can close the ball out with physical football in the fourth quarter. I think they have to be able to get to that point at some point, and I think that's why they put the money and the resources into the offensive line that they have. So mm -hmm. I think it's important that that's something that they develop over the course of the season. But I also think there's time and place. And I think in particular, after two of those three interceptions where they've got the ball, you know, in really pristine field position. Mm -hmm. I think one of them, they've got the ball on their side of the field, or I'm sorry, on the Raider side of the field, you know, inside the 40 yard line. Another one was somewhere around the Chargers 40 yard line. I think, I think in those cases where you're getting the, the ball in such good field position, you have to be willing to open things up and put the game away with points instead of just managing the clock. Mm -hmm. So I think there's some balance to be had there. And I think it's a little surprising to me because this is a team that had that go for it mentality last year where they were going to yeah. be going for it on fourth down and they were looking to put the game away by scoring points and putting the ball in Herbert's hands and to not have that in a divisional game was a little disappointing. Hopefully they get back to it. So some, some unevenness in the way the game was coached. Um, would have liked to see some more aggressiveness after a couple of those turnovers, push the ball down the field, score some points, but we don't know how much they felt like they were limited by not having Keenan out there because yeah. once Keenan got hurt, the passing game kind of went away for the most part. So that's, I think that's got a lot to do with it. Yeah. I think that's a, uh, that plays a huge factor in the fact that they're missing their wide receiver one and a guy that they run a lot of plays through. So, and the fact, and I don't know what was going on with Mike Williams today, but uh, he just wasn't getting any separation out there today. Um, he didn't look like he was uh, being able to get free at all. I mean, I, I understand that uh, once it felt like once Keenan Allen went down, Mike Williams was going to be the guy that stepped up, but it ended up being DeAndre Carter, who early on looked like he was adding some real juice to the offense. I mean, he was that he was a, a quick that scene, that touchdown down the seam was excellent, and uh, really being able to stretch the field and have that extra receiver with some speed was nice. Um, the fact that they had Jalen Guyton late in that game was a little bit questionable in my mind, but. Um, yeah, I thought DeAndre Carter was a nice little surprise today. And um, outside of that one time, he took a fair catch at the eight. I think it was in the second quarter where he had like a ton of room to run, but he didn't. But regardless, he had a, a good game on offense for sure. But um, yeah, I, I'm i not too worried about it, um, to be quite honest with you. It's week one. Uh, the offense hasn't had like any real play yet. They didn't play in the preseason. You knew it was going to be kind of rusty. I'm not worried about Justin Herbert not making all of his throws late in that game. And I know they kind of went soft and kind of went in a shell late in that game, but I'm I'm not too worried about it yet. I, I would hope that they'd be able to, as these games start to roll on here, kind of close out games with, with the run game, being able to kind of uh, finish it out with some points and not just give out three runs and a stop and then punt it back like they did the last four drives. But 
yeah, I'm not I'm not too concerned about it, but I know that there's a lot of people who want to uh, get rid of Lombardi already after week one. I'm I'm not there yet. I you know it's a little disappointing. I thought it was a little up and down, especially with some of the fourth down calls. I thought there was one time where they had a fourth and one on the 49, and they ended up punting the ball. That I thought that was the time to go for it. Uh, the yep. the team was hot and they were rolling already. Uh, it would have been nice. Uh, the fourth down calls where you do a run and then a QB sneak with uh, two yards to go was very questionable. It just felt like though I, I didn't question going for it, but the play call of a, a sneak there didn't make much sense. It felt like they thought it was like fourth and one and they did the sneak, but he lost yards and it was fourth and two. I, you know, I don't, I don't know what was going on there, but I thought that was kind of questionable. And I thought that that first fourth down where they ended up putting the ball would have been the way to go for it there on fourth down. Yeah. That was the one that really confused me was that that's Daly's like sweet spot, right? You've got a lead. You've got the football near, near midfield uh-huh. fourth and one, all those weapons Herbert on the field, that was the one that really confused me because that's one where he went for it probably nine out of 10 times last year. So you just hope that he didn't spend the off season listening to and reading all these ridiculous criticisms about his fourth down decisions and let that influence his mentality because that's part of what makes him exciting as a coach and makes his team so much fun to watch. And it's what makes them different. And to take that away, I think would be really disappointing. So hopefully we see them kind of return to more of that um, that aggressive mentality on fourth and one. That that one near midfield, that was the one to go for for sure. Yeah, didn't have a problem with them going for it. You know, down near the red zone um, later in the game. I just I agree with you. The QB sneak, I, they got a little bit too cute with it. That yeah. the QB sneak was a little bit too cute. It seemed like they tried to quick snap it and catch the Raiders off guard, but the Raiders were ready for it. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't a great play call. It wasn't. It wasn't well executed. It just was bad. Not not good. Um, no. The other thing that I had a problem with, um, just talking about personnel groupings and, and how they were trying to spread the ball around, is they had a couple trips into the red zone where it seemed like there was no Keenan on the field, there was no Mike on the field, there was no Eckler on the field, there was no Everett on the field. Mm-hmm. And at that point, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like... You have all these weapons inside the the 20 yard line and we're trying to get the ball to McKitty and Rogers and Sony Michelle and Horvath. I know Horvath got the ball in the end zone, Mm -hmm. but you know, there are better options, particularly in the red zone Mm -hmm. for getting the ball in the end zone. Yeah. You know, forcing the ball to McKitty. It seemed like there was a real effort to like prove that McKitty is a good receiving tight end. (laughs) He's not at least not right now. Uh Um, definitely the red zone is not the time to be doing that. In my opinion, it just seemed like that it was like, it kind of felt like a preseason game. It was like peewee football. Like everybody gets a turn. Okay. We're in the red zone. Now it's McKitty's turn. Okay. Now it's Rogers turn. Okay. Uh, now it's Horvath's turn. That's uh, not what I'm here for. Get the ball to Allen, get the ball to Williams, get the ball to Everett. They have so many people to throw the ball to, but put it, put the ball in Eckler's hands and let him run the ball. Yeah. I mean, they had the ball in the one yard line. They threw the ball three times. So yeah. there, so there's some juxtaposition there. You know, you're talking about wanting to be physical and run the clock out and close the game out on the ground. Be physical on the goal line and run the ball in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Don't throw the ball three times. So some unevenness there, a little just trying too hard to be cute, too hard to maybe catch the defense off guard instead of just going with what works. Yeah. Yeah, it was – there was – I felt like they were kind of overthinking a lot of it. They wanted to – they wanted to really show out today. And by doing that, they wanted to get everybody involved and show that they were like a complete offense or so. That's just kind of, it felt like they were trying to showcase everybody today is what it felt like. Uh, especially once Keenan went down, it was like, everybody's getting a chance. I mean, what, I, I don't know how many times we got to see McKitty drop the ball to say, Hey, let's like, you know, let's get somebody else the ball or fumble it in the red zone. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was tough. But that, that second down catch when they're backed up on the goal line and he drops it wide open. That was the worst for me. I mean, nobody near him. He didn't hear footsteps, nothing just clanked off his chest. Uh, that he had a, he had a tough game, really good blocks today though. Uh, it was really good in the run game. I will say that though. The run game didn't really get going today. Eckler 36 yards, but we kind of saw, uh, you, you mentioned the word closer. Sony Michelle kind of be in the closer late in that game today. Yep. yep. 
Yeah, that seems like what they brought him in for. You know, they've had some ball security issues with with Joshua Kelly. It seems like there's really an effort to try to keep Eckler fresh. At least that's what I'm hoping the explanation is based on the limited usage today or what felt like limited usage. So they bring Sony in to be the closer, be that fourth fourth quarter running back and grind the clock out, and it, it worked. I mean, on that final possession, it worked. He picked up the first down, and they were able to run the clock out. So seems like that's what he's here for and some pass protection. Um, yeah, I, I think that's what I think that's exactly what they brought Sony Michelle in for. All right, I'm just gonna get rid of somebody here. <clears throat> um. All right, so uh, what else we got to talk about today? What about um, let's talk about uh, Gerald Everett? How'd you feel like uh, he he obviously had the touchdown pass? Uh, how how else did you feel about him today? As a whole, um, I I thought Everett and Carter were both really good today. When they used them, they just didn't use them enough. It seemed like Everett was really good when they built the lead, and then it was McKitty time for some reason. Um, I would have liked to see a lot more of Everett in that fourth quarter as they're trying to move the ball and, and control the clock. But Everett to me, I mean, he's so good with the ball in his hands. Um, much more athletic than any tight end that we've had in quite a while. Um, even, you know, obviously we had gates towards the end. He was banged up and getting old and slowing down and kind of limited physically. Um, but Everett is, I think twitchier than I expected and he's faster than I expected. And I mm -hmm. loved him basically carrying Roderick Teamer into the end zone. <laughs> that, touchdown. that was beautiful. So Everett, I think is a pleasant surprise. It seems like both Everett and Carter have a really good chance to be solid to maybe slightly above average contributors. They both look really good. Yeah. Yeah. And an absolute gem of a throw from Justin Herbert, who absolutely pinned it on Gerald Everett. It was like there was nothing he was going to do to not catch that ball. It hit him right in the chest, right against him. He held it and then just carried uh, Roderick Teamer into the end zone. Uh, I thought there was uh, – he had, I mean, for the most part, he was good. Uh, showed some athleticism. Uh, showed that he can. He's going to be a red zone weapon, which is going to be nice for this offense. Um, I thought there was a time. Uh, we kind of talked about it in the Discord, but um, he kind of left some yards on the field on a second down, where he could have turned up field and got a first down. He got tackled short, and then that's when they ended up going for those uh, the third down and the fourth down and didn't get it. Uh, Gerald Everett had an easy first down, uh, didn't turn up field and run. He ran into contact, uh, made it third and short. Uh, and and right before that, he had a penalty on a false start. So uh, kind of a bad series there. But, man, that touchdown pass and run, uh, it's it was, man, it was lovely to see a athletic tight end again. And he had another 20-plus yard catch and run, I think, on a third down in the first quarter. I think it was on – the first touchdown drive, if I'm not mistaken, mm. where he caught a caught a ball in the middle of the field and turned up field and picked up an extra 10 or 15 yards. So yeah. that's something they haven't had from their tight ends. Even Henry, as good as he was, wasn't really a guy who was going to provide a lot of yak. So no, no, mm. having that in Everett, who can make people miss and shake shake tacklers in the open field and create for himself after the catch is a huge weapon for them to have. It's something they've really lacked. I mean, really since early Gates years. Yeah. Uh, surprise that happened early on in the game. Uh, it kind of started to uh, settle itself out, but Kenneth Murray got to start at linebacker next to Drew Tranquil uh, over Kyle Vanoy. How did you feel when you saw number nine out there for the first series? Um, I wanted to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was tough. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I, I, I still don't know what exactly Kenneth Murray is good at. Uh, he's not getting to the quarterback. He's not very good in run support, and he is definitely not the best coverage linebacker on the team. So not really sure what they thought they were getting out of him by having him start. He was on the field way too much today, um, and I know he made a couple tackles in the run game. Most of them were four or five yards downfield, not really, and he overran a couple plays. He just <laughs> just isn't very good. He was he was in on almost every gang tackle. It felt like whenever there was a tackle and there was two or three guys, Kenneth Murray was like the third guy to jump on the pile. <laughs> he was always part of it. <laughs> but I mean, nothing egregious today. I mean, uh, you know, not obviously not a great game from him today, but uh, nothing too terrible. No, I mean he didn't he didn't cost him the game, so that's a bonus. <laughs> yep, yep, huge bonus. It was, it's an improvement from the last time they played the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, Josh, 
uh, wanted to know our thoughts on Zion. Um, uh, personally, and I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and start off, but um, was watching uh, that right side a lot today, and Pipkins was an issue. Zion was excellent today. He looked so good, and they, they actually ran. He was getting so much push in the run game that they ran behind him on that last third down when they needed that third and two. They ran right behind, right over Zion Johnson's left shoulder, got that first down. It was beautiful. Zion was excellent in the run game today. He had a really, really good game from what I saw. On the rewatch, I'll, I'm sure I'll pull clips and stuff, but he was really good today. Yeah, I'll have to watch him more closely. I was kind of more focused on Pipkin's whiffing blocks. Um, I know he didn't. <laughs> um, I, I know there were no sacks given up, so I think, uh, I think Zion was pretty good in pass protection. And you mentioned the run game. I think they ran behind him two or three times on third and short to pick up first downs. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's clear they trust him because normally that that run those runs would go to the left side. And they did it once with Horvath. They did it once with Michelle. And I think there was one other one, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So good job in the run game. He was solid. I mean, he definitely didn't stand out in pass protection in terms of making mistakes and getting beat. Uh, so that was, that was uh, encouraging. I, yeah. I keep seeing Junius over here saying that Pipkins was good today. I, I'm not sure that I agree with that. In fact, I know I don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't either. But one thing I do agree with, no sacks today for the Chargers offensive line. Didn't give up a single sack. No sacks today, and that's a good thing. Um, yep. A lot of that, though, was because Allen or uh, Herbert was <laughs> making people miss, climbing the pocket, sliding, scrambling, using his legs to extend the play. Um, a lot of that lack of sacks was just because Herbert was so good and so locked in um, that he was gone before anybody could get to him. Like he was making the offensive line look a lot better than they really were today in some cases. Yeah. So how do you feel? Because Keenan Allen went down and Joe's talking about Joshua Palmer with Allen out. One would think he would have been targeted more. Uh, same with Mike Williams. How are you feeling about the two of the, I mean, chargers are on a short week. So uh, the chances of Keenan Allen, we don't know the extent of his injury, but the chances of him going out there on Thursday are probably not looking great as of today. Um, how are you feeling right now with Mike Williams and Joshua Palmer kind of disappearing a little bit towards the end of that game? How are you feeling going into Thursday? I think you've got to be a little bit concerned. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of separation really from any of the wide receivers outside of Allen early in the game and mm-hmm. Carter on excuse me, Carter on a couple of his catches, there wasn't really a whole lot of separation. So I think going into a big game against the chiefs, I think that's gotta be somewhat concerning that those guys are not getting open and and presenting themselves more frequently in the game would have been a great opportunity for the new $20 million wide receiver to step up and make a play. Uh, Mm -hmm. But Williams was invisible. Yeah, absolutely invisible. Um, Had a drop, had one catch. I think he was targeted twice the whole game. Uh, I think he had two. I think he went two catches, 10 yards. Okay, and I think actually now that I think about it, I think he had two drops. Yeah, he was tar- uh, he was targeted four times. Yeah, yeah, I think he dropped two and caught two. So mm-hmm. not a great percentage, not a great start to the season. You got to have him step up more. Um, I just think it's so e- it's easy to take him away, pretty easy to take him away, even when Keenan's on the field and healthy. But if Keenan's not there, you can bracket Mike and erase mm-hmm. him. You can put somebody over the top of him and make it really difficult for him to get deep. And even if he catches the ball underneath, he's not going to make people miss. He's not going to break a ton of tackles. So there's not going to be a lot of yak. So you give up a three or four yard catch, you tackle him, plays over. Um, Mm -hmm. I just don't think I'm concerned about his ability to get open. Yeah. With Keenan not there. It's Mm -hmm. just way too easy to take him away. Yeah. And we saw Palmer get that jet sweep on a third and one, which I don't want to see again. Uh, never love running sideline to sideline when you need one yard going north and south. Um, but got the first down, so we know Palmer was involved. But uh, he didn't. Uh, did he have a catch today? I think. I think he had. Well, they had, target. They drew up a, a wide receiver screen for him. Yeah, he had three catches, five yards, I believe. Um, but yeah, not. I mean, him and Mike Williams combined for fifteen yards. Uh, not good. Not good, especially if Keenan's out with a team that just put up like 44 or whatever against the Cardinals today. So it's going to be a tough game on Thursday, but um, I mean, they obviously did enough to win. There was uh, uh, somebody was talking about, um, and uh, Oh, Nick, 
Nick says he thought Pipkins played pretty well today. And I think if you look at the stat sheet, I think he, I mean, he didn't do as bad as Storm Norton has done in the past. That's a, that's a positive. They were better than they were last year in this time. But um, he got beat a lot. And uh, like Jamie was talking about, it was a lot of Herbert being able to roll out and make guys miss and get the ball, get rid of the ball quickly and be able to uh, throw a, absolute dime while doing the splits uh early in that game uh he did he did a lot today uh kind of went uh soft at the end of that game but yeah herbert herbert was a big part of why you didn't see uh pipkins get beat a lot today yeah i think if i recall correctly on their first possession where they went down and kicked the field goal i think there was a stretch of like three out of four plays where pipkins got beat twice by crosby and once by nate hobbs because he didn't pick up the corner blitz and it wasn't just the the pass rush that he was struggling with. He was struggling in the run game too. He, he has a hard time functioning in space in the running game. He's good when he can come out, fire off the ball and hit, hit whoever's right in front of him. Mm-hmm. But when he has to figure out who to block or find somebody in space, he can struggle a little bit. And I thought Pipkins had a pretty hard time. He was, he was also missing tackles that were negatively impacting the running game quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So uh, we Jason's asking about Callahan. We uh, we talked about him. He was absolutely excellent today. Even outside of the interception, he was great. He uh, he put the clamps on Renfro today. And uh, we what was we said cosmic leap from last year from Chris Harris to Bryce Callahan. Um, now uh, let's talk about the corners here. We talked about Asante Samuel Jr. Michael Davis uh, had a pretty rough early start to that ga- game. Kind of settled down late, though. He was fine. I mean, he had a couple, couple issues in coverage early in the game. He had that penalty on him on the two point conversion. Yeah. Um, mm. He was kind of up and down, but we knew he was going to be lining up against Devontae Adams quite a bit, and we knew he would struggle with that. I don't think there's any real surprise there. No, and quite honestly, everybody struggles with Devontae Adams except J.C. Jackson, who didn't play today. So, yeah, I mean, I th- I thought, you know, Davis had a hard time with Adams early on. I thought he did have that penalty, but after that, he wasn't he wasn't all that bad. But, what? oh, what about putting Derwin on Devontae on that fourth down? Yeah, that's a great little chess great, move. Yep, great little chess move. Kind of surprised we didn't see more of Derwin on him. Yeah, yeah, me to be too. Honest with you, mm-hmm. uh, I thought I thought we'd see more of Derwin on uh, Waller as well, and I thought we'd have that would be a matchup that the Chargers would have a lot of success with. But the Chargers had a lot more trouble covering Darren Waller than I expected going into that game. He didn't yeah. kill them with touchdowns, but he had some big gash type plays. Oh, especially towards the end there. Yeah, he ended up getting like seventy nine yards, and I felt like three of those catches were like in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, all right. So go ahead and uh, put your uh, questions in the chat and we'll, we can start answering questions here soon. Um, I, there was one other thing I wanted. To, oh, Xander Horvath. You kind of mentioned it, but man, it was awesome to see him. They kind of showcased him early on today. Uh, great little run on a third and short, the uh, TD catch. And he looks good in the run game when he was the lead blocker. Uh, he of Horvath was impressive early on in that game. They went away from all that, but uh, was quite impressive early on. Yeah, he was really good. Nice to for see him catch the ball for a seventh round pick. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. seventh round pick, a fullback, somebody that probably doesn't get drafted if the Chargers don't draft him going that late to step up and score a touchdown in his first game. Seems like they like him in that short yardage situation on third and one, fourth and one. They'll probably hand the ball to him quite a bit in that situation, and I think he'll probably have a lot of su- success in that role. Um, how about the special teams? The special teams outside of the missed oh field goal were pretty gosh. good today. Excellent. J.K. Scott was the man today. Uh, that that down punt was excellent. Uh, Jasir Taylor made an, a really, really good tackle uh, on that last punt uh, the Chargers made and uh, hit Renfro right when he caught the ball. It was great. Yeah, they and they had – there weren't any big big returns on the nope. on, in the kicking game and the mm-hmm. kick return game. Uh, the coverage I don't think good. they had any returns. I think they kicked everyone out of the end zone. Did they? I thought there might have been one, but the Raiders overall, kicked one short. I'll look it up. Go ahead. Yeah, overall, outside of outside of the missed field goal, which could have been problematic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, overall, the special teams were really good. No, no big boneheaded penalties, no missed tackles, no big returns, and J.K. Scott was kicking that ball to the moon all day long. Oh, I mean, that seemed like was... there was like an eight second hang time. Yeah, he was awesome, and yeah, the Raiders had no kick returns today. Uh, the Raiders kicked one short and Kelly ran it for 15 yards. But other than that, there was no, and, uh, Renfro had two returns for four yards. So that's pretty damn good from special teams. So, uh, we talked about on that week one preview that, you know, new coordinator, new special teams coordinator, special teams look shaky in the preseason, especially in that Dallas game, giving up those two returns. Um, there, it was going to be a big question mark week one. They answered the call today. Um, other than that mixed call, uh, missed field goal, uh, he uh, Hopkins was one of two. Punt game was great. Scott looked excellent on his punts. Uh, t- serious hang time and no real returns. Four yards. Two returns, four yards. He was awesome. And we know Renfro's got some wiggle. He can return it. So uh, great job from special teams today. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. All and right. That, so that's our special ahead. teams quota for the season. Yep. The quota for the season. Yeah. Uh, not not today. <laughs> um, and Drew Tranquil, just uh, we, we talked about a little bit, but his read on that cover two to make that interception over uh, up the seam, his first career interception, but the adjustment on that ball cannot be understated. He is, it was excellent. He was like a DB, a wide receiver, adjusting to it over his shoulder, catching at his highest point, and then getting that return, and then that nice little crawl celebration to boot. It was excellent all the way around. And Tranquil, obviously the team's best coverage linebacker, uh, proves it today with the nice little interception and return. I think Staley might disagree with you on him being the best coverage linebacker. I don't. Yes, I don't care he what he says. <laughs> <laughs> he is, and that was a great play. You saw some yeah. of those safety skills coming into play with him getting his head around and making the adjustment on the football and high pointing mm-hmm. it. Great play, nice return. Hopefully, we see a lot more of that, and I think yeah. we will. Um, I think we will if the pass rush keeps going the way it's going. You know, Bosa is going to get going. Mm-hmm. Looks like Mac is going to be good all year as long as he doesn't oh get my hurt. God. Um, you know, we had we saw Sebastian Joseph get Day get a sack. We saw Fox get a sack. So they're getting inter- a little bit of interior pressure. I think that's only going to improve over the course of the season. So if they're getting the quarterbacks and they're harassing quarterbacks, I think there's going to be lots of opportunities for plays like that in the middle of the field by um, by Drew Tranquil. Yeah, I don't know if Joseph Day got a sack today. I know he got he did pressure. He did. Pretty sure he did. There was a oh. play. He was on the bottom of the pile. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm yeah, I thought sure. that was Dur- I think they gave that to one to Derwin. But anyway, or yeah. I mean uh, Bosa. But either way, yeah, I mean Derwin got a sack. Uh, Bosa definitely got a sack. Khalil got three. Fox got I think half a one. Yeah, man, there was a lot of interior pressure. Austin Johnson showing up today. Uh, not only like getting pressure interior uh, interior pressure, but also in the run game. Uh, there was a uh, everybody today showed out. There wasn't any real glaring weaknesses. I thought uh, we talked about Kenneth Murray having. Uh, not a great game, but not a terrible game. But um, yeah, man, this defense looked awesome and just kind of a flip the script type of game from the team we saw last year where Herbert had to do it all, put it all on Herbert and he'll win you a game where Herbert kind of goes silent and this defense can pick him up. And um, I don't know if we mentioned it already, but so Mac had three, three sacks. Uh, we know he's not washed and everybody who said so is full of it, but the one thing that Jamie and I were talking about when after they made that trade was 
uh, Khalil Mack was going to upgrade this run defense by himself, and we saw that today. The way he was moving offensive linemen, the way he was getting tackles for a loss, the way he was getting in the backfield, it was so disruptive. And I know there were a couple long runs by uh, uh, Josh Jacobs late in that game, but you could just tell right away that Mack is not only just a scary presence off the edge when he's going after the quarterback, but being able to stop the run. Um, another thing that's kind of going under the radar a little bit, he was excellent today in the run game and he is single-handedly helping the run game with uh, being on the field. Yeah. There were a couple of plays where he, he didn't make the play, but he mm-hmm. set his teammates up to make a play where yep. he knifed in on the edge and blew up a block on the edge and somebody had to cut back inside. And I know KVN had to tackle on one of those plays mm-hmm. where he got a run stop. He, I mean, Mac and Derwin in particular were all over the field. Oh my God. All game long. They were Mr. everywhere. Do it all. Derwin James. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. They were both everywhere. Really nice to see all of the new additions play well. Mac played well. You mentioned Sebastian Joseph day when Joseph and Johnson were on the field together in the interior, there was basically no running game for the Raiders at all. Um, there were some plays late where Tillery was on the field on first and yes. second down, and they there got you gashed. go. There's there's a defender who didn't play good today. There you go. Yep, That's, Jerry Tillery. He was he was the one defender that really didn't play well. I mm-hmm. thought some guys struggled. Were kind of up and down. You know, we talked about Samuel. We talked about Davis being kind of up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tillery was the one that when he was on the field, they had a hard time stopping the run. Yeah, and I all think right. I even saw him take himself out with a spin move at some point during the game. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, these questions here. Sam asks, is Trey Pipkins worth the third round pick now that he's a starting right tackle? Jamie, was it worth it? I mean, he's had one game as a starter and he struggled. I would say <laughs> based on the first three years. No, uh, he's oh. not been on the field much. And when he has been on the field, he's not been very good. So as of right now, no, but he's still got 16 games left on his rookie contract to make it worth it. Yep. And if he improves over the course of the year and he's, you know, serviceable or better than serviceable, then maybe there's an argument that it was worth it. But right now it's pretty hard to say it was. Yeah. The Chargers had Sam Tevy as a right tackle who was drafted in the fifth, sixth. So draft slot doesn't matter and just because he's playing. So I would say uh, no, no, not yet. But I, I do like the question. Uh, Peiwei, what do you all think the biggest weakness and strength was today from our coaching staff? Just coaching staff. Um, I would say the biggest weakness was a lack of aggressiveness in key moments. We talked about that fourth down in the first half, which may not have seemed like a big deal, but that seemed that felt like a swinging point that kind of kept the game close. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about getting the ball and some good field position after turnovers and not doing anything with it, not taking a shot on first or second down, things like that. Um, I think these are things that we'll see as the season continues to go on. But for right now, that was a weakness. I thought they were too content to run the clock out and let the defense win the game when they had opportunities to really put the game away. And I think that's the next step in terms of being a, a Super Bowl contender, a legitimate Super Bowl contender is you put those games away. You don't mm-hmm. let the Raiders hang out, hang around when you sack Derek Carr six times and force three turnovers. You just yeah. that can't happen, right? Yeah, I think. Um, did you do a? Yeah. So the strength for me was the uh, the blitz calls today. I thought defensively, sending pressure from all different angles was huge. When you knew that Bosa and Mac were closing in, sending like Kyle Van Noy up the A gap was huge. They got pressure there. Derwin off the edges, he got a sack. Uh, I saw Asante Samuel Jr. get blitzes. We saw uh, Kenneth Murray got in on some blitzing. Uh, the way they were able to mix and match a lot of their blitzing uh, was great today. I thought the way they um, kind of gave some exotic looks and gave Carr some different looks uh, while he was back there in the pocket was really nice today. So I thought... That, in particular, that facet of the uh, defensive game plan was nice, and that was a strength, and I was going to say the same thing as Jamie, the kind of consistency right now of go for it or don't go for it, that whole package of we're going to run it and then sneak it uh, wasn't good. And I get the aggressiveness there, but uh, whether it was Staley, both Staley and Herbert should have killed that fourth down play. Uh, sneaking it with on fourth and two didn't make any sense at all for anybody. And then not going for it on that... Um, that uh, 50, 49 yard line play uh, didn't make a lot of sense to me either. So 
it's either go for it or don't go for it. And they kind of went kind of flip flopped a little bit. So I didn't think there was a lot of consistency there in their aggressiveness on offense in their play calling. Yeah, I agree with that. I think from a strength standpoint, you mentioned the blitz packages. Mm -hmm. I just think the overall defensive game plan and the way that they found ways to get the ball to Gerald Everett and make, turn him into a playmaker. I thought those were some of the strengths. Um, the, the game, the defensive game plan as a whole, I thought was really good. You know, Mm -hmm. they had some busted coverages. They made some mistakes. They weren't clean, but overall they got to car, which I wasn't sure they were going to be able to do because I was expecting more short passes. Yeah. I thought there were way more five and seven step drops today than I really expected going into the game. I thought it'd be more three and five steps and four and five yard passes, but they Mm -hmm. were trying to get the ball down the field more. Um, a lot of that had to do with, longer third downs and things like that as well. But they got to car, they rattled car, they kept car in the pocket. He really didn't scramble or hurt them with his legs. He didn't really extend many plays. So they were disciplined with their pass rush. And when they had a chance, they made plays on the football and they forced those turnovers by getting to car early and often. So I think the defensive game plan was a huge thing and the ability to get car, get Carter and get Everett involved right away. I think were the best part of the offensive game plan. All right, next question here. You guys cut from Junius. You guys comfortable with Nasir Adderley? I am. He always brings the heat. Seems more disciplined now. Uh, I, I'm okay with Nasir Adderley. There was no uh, big plays over the defense. You know, I, there was a missed tackle or two. Um, gave up a, a tough catch to Hunter Renfro, but for the most part, I mean, uh, it was a lot of flashes from last year where you saw him try to lay the wood a little bit. He's uh, better in the run game. His tackling has kind of been up in the air a little bit, hit or miss. But for the most part, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with him. You? Yeah, I'm comfortable. I, I don't think he's, you know, superstar quality in terms of being right. a deep safety right now. But I trust him much more as a tackler than I did going into last year. I thought he really improved last year just as a tackler in general, but also in the run game. I think his reads um, and his reactions are much better than they were early in his career. And he's getting closer and closer to making plays in the passing game. He probably should have had four or five interceptions last year. I have a feeling he's probably going to have three or four this year. I think he's going to take a leap as a playmaker in coverage this year. So I'm comfortable. I think we're seeing some growth from him. And I think he's probably going to have a pretty good year as long as the pass rush holds up. Yeah. All right. Stebbins, what's your thoughts on Kyle Vanoy today? He gave up that one touchdown catch to Brandon Bolden. Yeah, you know, it was easy to rip, to rip on him when he gave that up, and it was a big play in the game. But to me, he got picked. It was a really nice rub route that got run that made him stop his feet. And then once he stopped his feet, Bolden gave him a little stutter step, a little shake and bake, and, and got outside of him. I, he, he got beat by a really nice play design and a nice oh, route by Bolden. So it's hard, ex- I think, to, to kill him too much. What's that? That's exactly what I was going to say. He got beat by the design. He didn't get beat by his man. Yeah. I mean, his man gave him a little stutter step and beat him too, mm-hmm. but it was a combination of the route, the play design, and, and, the, the, and the route that the running back ran. It was just mm-hmm. – it was perfectly executed, and sometimes you just get beat. So I, I didn't think there was a real problem with that that particular play. I know he had at least one run stop in the game. Didn't really see him show up too much as a pass rusher. He was fine. I didn't. I don't think he stood out by any means, good or no. bad, um, outside of that, the touchdown pass. Yeah, I mean, I really liked the when they sent him as a blitzer in the A gap. That was really nice. Got in Carr's face. Uh, it was an incompletion after that too. But yeah, I mean, the touchdown was. It kind of was what it was. It was a. It was a good play design. He got picked. Gave him a little juke and got over the top of him. It that that stuff happens. I'm not too worried about it. And I thought he was just fine today. Uh, let's see. I know there's lots of questions about Kyle Van- or about punting, which we already talked about. Um, did Chandler Jones or Hunter Renfro play today? They did, but they got locked up by Rashawn Slater and Bryce Callahan. We talked about that. Um, let's see. Just get to a couple more questions here before we get off here. Um, let's see. What about Gilman? What, did you like any of anything from Gilman today? He had one tackle, was in on a uh, uh, few nickel packages today, but pretty quiet, right? Um, <clears throat> I don't remember seeing him on the field that much. I don't remember him giving up any big plays, making any glaring mistakes. 
He's usually on the field in sub packages so they can move Derwin down in the box. He's the first safety off the bench uh, when they need that extra extra safety on the field, normally in dime packages, I think. So I know he was on the field a little bit. He didn't hurt them, so I guess yeah. he was fine. Oh, man, we got somebody who's literally outside of SoFi right now watching us. What's up? Thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Um, what do you think about Jalen Guyton today? Does he deserve a place on this roster uh, from John Taylor? And that's, to me, that's a little harsh. I think that one throw that did go to Jalen Guyton, I don't even think should have gone to Jalen Guyton. I think Herbert was trying to do too much, and he obviously put a little bit too much mustard on that throw, too. He should have floated a little bit. But, um, I mean, it was third down, and they only needed a couple yards, and he went for all of it. I thought uh, the running back... A th- think it was Joshua Kelly uh, running across the middle. Uh, he could have hit him and would have been at least close to a first down. But, um, I mean, DeAndre Carter was excellent today, and I don't think that means that Jalen Guyton's out. But I think you got to get Carter more involved now if Keenan is down. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Guyton was really on the field very much today, even with Keenan down. I don't. I mean, that was the only time he was targeted. I don't remember seeing him out running many routes. Yeah, I don't either. Seems like he's well-established as the fifth wide receiver on this roster at this point. So in a game where Keenan's not on the field and they're trying to move the football and put a game away and he's not on the field, it might be kind of a fair question if, if he belong, deserves a roster spot on the field because deserves a spot on the roster because coaches didn't seem very motivated to use him when they were in a situation where they kind of needed him. So I, yeah, I, I think mean, we're a wide receiver short. I think <laughs> We we said all offseason that they needed to find some twitch and some mm-hmm. some speed, um, somebody who could create some yak in the wide receiver room, and um, that definitely is not Jalen Guyton. So no, and we're talking about the fifth wide receiver now. So I I mean, really at this point, it's it's just fine. Yes, they still need speed. They got Carter. Hopefully that'll help solve that question. But um, I mean, we're coming up on an hour now, so maybe a question or two. Do you think from Rodney? Uh, you seem new. If you are, what's up, man? Uh, do you think Staley's less aggressive on fourth down because he trusts his defense? Now, last year, defense was not like they are today. They looked excellent. Do you think it, that has anything to do with it? It might. Mm-hmm. It probably has something to do with it. Um, I think the thing that I questioned, though, was the Raiders went right down the field and kicked that field goal on their first possession and it was pretty clear they were going to have a hard time covering Devontae Adams the whole game after that first drive. And to come back and have that fourth and one near the 50 and not go for it when you're looking at a situation where, you, at, the, at least at that point, you're thinking, we really might need to go back and forth and score a bunch of points in this game and to not go for it, that kind of makes me – I'm not sure if it's a trusting the defense thing or if it's a – gun shy thing after some of those decisions not working out as well as he wanted last year. Hopefully he, hopefully he shakes it off and starts and gets a little bit more aggressive in some of those situations. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Daniel asking, what do you think about, uh, well, I just missed it. Um, Joshua Kelly, he looked improved today, huh? Was this question? Yeah. He, he looked, he looked improved in the preseason to me. He looked better today. He had one run where he, where I think Chandler Jones tripped him up by the shoe tackles, and mm-hmm. he, you mentioned it earlier, kind of rumbled, bumbled, and stumbled for yep. about seven yards. Yep. Uh, contact balance still isn't great, but he's looks a little bit more explosive, running a little harder, a little bit more physical, um, and I didn't notice any real big misses in pass protection when he was in there either. So, yeah, I would say Kelly's improved. Yeah. Okay, so just to wrap up, huge win for the Chargers. Uh, getting this divisional win was huge. Uh, could have easily given that game away, did not. The They flipped the script. Defense uh, bailed them out when it was always Herbert. And the Chargers found a way to win without their f- number one corner and their number one wide receiver today. To me, that's kind of the big thing. And also, I don't think it's quite time to panic on Joe Lombardi. I know uh, it went a little stale for those last four drives, but I think... Herbert, you know, missed some throws. I thought 
collectively it didn't just work offensively kind of looked gassed a little bit i don't know if it was because of the heat or because they had didn't play any preseason but i think there's a lot going into that and i i don't think it's time to panic yet on joe lombardi because i know the comments are going crazy about him so for me that's kind of that's my whole summation of what happened today. and the punt game was great special teams was good yeah we just mentioned special teams like four I, times in, again. in the show it Man, keeps coming up. They must it's have been to pretty believe. good today. <laughs> now we definitely don't have to talk about them ever again, <laughs> especially the punter. Yeah. More punter coverage in one show for the Lightning Round podcast than ever before. Ever, yep. Mm-hmm. And it'll never happen again. Lucky so you guys. It while you're getting it. All right. Any, anything else you want to add to that before we no, go? No, I, I would just say huge, huge divisional win without, like you mentioned, without Keenan, without JC. Uh, huge win to start the season at home in a hostile environment, which sounds funny, but it was because there were yeah. so many Raider fans there. You could hear them mm-hmm. in big moments. Yep. And let's build on it. Let's work out the kinks and let's go get Casey on Thursday. Yep. All right. So uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe. We're going to go live after every game. Uh, when we do, we'll, we'll let you know. But uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel here. And we will be live at the end of the Thursday night game, I'm sure. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a short week, so you'll see us very, very soon. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so, so much, and we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody.